Welcome to Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Your hosts, B&M General Manager Kevin Jean and Daiwa Ranger Pro Staffer Steve Graff will keep you up to date on what's happening on the best lakes in the Arklatex region. With a primary focus on Sam Rayburn and Toledo Bend, two guys who have fished at a high level with Pro-Am experience with ABA, BFLs, Toyota Series, and BASS Opens. Anglers with a wealth of knowledge and willing to share. So pull up a chair kick back and see why so many anglers watch tackle talk live here are your hosts kevin jean and steve graff welcome to tackle talk live it's uh tuesday uh, excuse monday. me monday september 13th 13th not a friday 13th this is a monday the 13th that may not be a good thing either, Kevin. <laughs> Monday the 13th, that, that's a bad omen as well. Could be. But anyway, we are here on the shores of Sibley Lake in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Uh, welcome you to tune us in today. We appreciate you. Uh, we've got a lot to cover today. And, uh, of course, this show is dedicated to making you a better angler. That's what we're, that's what we're here for, uh, especially on Sam Rayburn and Toledo Bend. And we've got a good report. Uh, we've got a good live interview with the winner. Uh, one of the winners of the team, the winning team, Shane Campbell, is going to join us today from the Bass Champs uh, Tournament Trail, where they won at Sam Rayburn, the Texas Shootout, this past weekend. And, and Kevin, you know, for a lake that we thought was kind of struggling, it showed out a little bit this See, weekend. See, they caught them. I mean, this, yeah. they caught them. I mean, two 19-pound bags. Um, it took right at 14 pounds to get a check. Yeah. So, I mean, for in this three fish tournament this past weekend. So, really surprised the weights, uh, the weights that showed up this past weekend or yesterday. Uh, tournament was yesterday. You know, with our conversation we had with Albert Collins last week, we just did not expect to see these weights. A couple of heavy bags, I would have said 18 to 20 would have won it. Right. Last right. week, that's what I that's what I predicted. 18 to 20 to win it. Took 19 right at 20 pounds. Um, but we had a lot of the. We had two 19s, several 18s. Um, had two 10 pounders caught. Wow. Uh, Kevin wow. Lazion and Lazion caught one? Lazion and Despino won big bass with like a 10 3. Oh. So, but there was two 10 pounders caught. What's big bass paying the bass champs? A lot of money. I mean, a lot of money. We're <laughs> talking five I've grand. Never, I've never caught it, Steve. I don't really know. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, we'll find that out a little bit later on. We'll see what, how much those guys won. Uh, we got a couple other things we're going to cover. I fished an event. It's. Uh, like Texoma, it was the ABA two-day championship. We're going to go over some of that. I'll give you who the winner was and uh, tell you where I finished. I'm also going to show you a little tip. Uh, Ned Rig, it's something that's become a player, uh, not probably in the last year and a half, two years, but I'm a little slow learner, so I'm one of those guys that's kind of late to jump on board. But I'm going to tell you, Kevin's more of a drop shot, and he throws the finesse stuff and does a great job with it and has taught me some things that I didn't know. But I'm going to show you something that I did this past weekend that was a difference maker for me at Lake Texoma, and it's with one of the V&M baits that I actually altered into a Ned bait, and it turned out to be money in the bank for me. So uh, we'll share that as well. Also, Steve, I want to send our thoughts and prayers out to the Fowler family. Skeeter Fowler, good friend of mine. If you're anything in the fishing world in East Texas, North Texas, uh, you know Skeeter Fowler, <clears throat> especially all of our Rayburn guys. Skeeter passed away yesterday with his a long, long, hard fight with COVID. Um, yeah, I 21 word, days, I 21, heard. Yes. 21 yes. days. Uh, mm. it, it, Steve, it's gut-wrenching. You know, somebody like that is – our industry is not very big. It's no, not. And no. somebody who ske like Skeeter who is, you know, has such a big to-do in the industry, was fishing on the, on the pro circuit, 
Uh, and as much as he did around here, he will be missed. But I thought some prayers go out to the Fowler family and, and everybody up around the Lake Fork area. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, we got some weather moving in, guys. Some of these lakes that maybe, I know, I think Sam Rayburn's like a foot low. Well, get ready. It may be about three or four feet high by next Saturday or Sunday. So uh, a lot of rain coming our way with this tropical system moving in. We're going to talk about that as well. And uh, But before we uh, get to all that, we got some sponsors that we want to recognize We'll be right back as soon as these sponsors uh, are recognized for our program. We thank you for all your support. Toledo Health is a full-service primary and acute care clinic. Nurse practitioners Jarrett Rule and Melissa Vines bring quality health care that's needed and convenient to the area. Whether it's a stomach virus or a hook in your hand, Toledo Health Care will try and meet all your health care needs. Appointments available and walk-ins are always welcome. So the next time you're feeling down at Toledo Bend, stop by Toledo Health Care. Located on Highway 6, just south of Toledo Town, or you can call 318-508-5323. For all your boating needs, check out Shreveport's newest marine dealer, The Boat Shop. Raymond Kidd and his great staff will take care of all your engine repair needs or anything else that needs fixing. A certified Yamaha Mercury dealer, they carry two of the best fishing boats on the market from Sea Ark and Camus. The Boat Shop is never short on trade-ins as they're always willing and able to make you the best deal possible. Looking for great boat accessories? They're a full support garment and Minn Kota dealer. So the next time you're in the market for a new or used boat, Boat, or maybe you just need to service the boat you have, let the boat shop fix you up. To learn more, call 318-402-0399 or go to ShreveportBoatShop.com. The next time you're on I-49, just south of Natchitoches, Louisiana, stop by Cypress Knee Outdoors. A store within a store, Cypress Knee is located inside 3J's 4-Way. Whether you need gas, food, or drinks, they have it. While you're there, check out Cypress Knee Outdoors and pick up whatever hunting or fishing tackle you need. Top name brands like Strike King, Santone, Spro, or the number one soft plastics made, VM. On the hunting side, they carry guns from Mossberg, Winchester, and Remington. Plus, they've got a great supply of ammunition. Let John Abram and his staff show you everything Cypress Knee has to offer. Located just one mile east of 127 on I-49 or call 318-238-HUNT. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. You're tuned in to Tackle Talk Live. We appreciate you, each and every one of you. I'm Ranger Diver Pro Staffer Steve Graff, along with VNM President Kevin Jean, and we're here today. We have one of the team guys of the winning team of the Bass Champs Texas Shootout. We've got Shane Campbell on the phone. Shane, how you doing, buddy? Good. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. And Steve, not not only is Shane a great fisherman, he's also co-owner of of. Uh, over at the Tackle Attic, right there at the dam yeah. of Sam Rayburn. So, yeah. Shane, you at, you at the shop today, or are you on the water, or are you trying to cash that check? <laughs> no, I'm at the shop today. Got to gotta play a little catch-up after uh, goofing off all weekend. So uh, I've dropped a few coins in that place. <laughs> I know? think all of us I have. think we should get a discount now. <laughs> so. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Well, Shane, let, let's. Uh, I guess let's just start from the beginning. First let's of all, with practice. Well, that's what I was going to do. Let's start with practice. Uh, how did that go? And did what? did you find anything? Or and, and Shane, it's been tough. I mean, you know, we had we talked to Albert Collins last week. Rayburn's been fishing very very tough. How has the practice been? Not only Saturday was your official practice day, but how was it the weekend before, so on and so forth? How has practice been last week or so for you guys? Well, um, you know, I did listen to the show with Albert. He was exactly right. It, it is. It was fishing really tough. Uh, you know, I'm a big, big fan of putting putting your time in. I spend a lot of time on the water, especially for these big tournaments. So, um, I went out. I think four days the week before off limits. You know, just looking around. A lot of time, a lot of wheel time, graphing. I love to graph. It's sort of what I really like to do. And um, you know, we had that open last year at the exact same time we had the shootout. So, which you got a top ten in? in? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was one of the best best turns I've had on the lake, and um, uh, Keith did as well. He did really well. Actually, he beat me in that one. So, um, but I kind of knew what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. So I just kind of went back into those same areas and did a lot of graphing and. Um, before off limits, I actually did find a new spot, and just just lucky happenstance. It was actually just graphing around. I saw some fish on side scan, threw over there, caught a seven pounder, left, never went back to it. I didn't even go back to it on Saturday. Talked about it with Keith. I said, "Man, I think there's I think there's some fish there. We should go start there." So, but going back to practice Saturday was was really tough. I didn't spend a whole lot of time on the water because. Um, like I said, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. It was either going to work or it wasn't. I think Keith was out there daylight to dark. He's he's an animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Shane, one question I got for you. Uh, I know like Albert Collins and some other guys that seem to do really well, and I've kind of tried to take a page from their practice habits. Screw lock. Do you use a screw lock when you find fish just to see if they'll bite? Which, you know, what, what What's your philosophy on pre-fishing and scouting? Um, I, I try not to catch fish. That's for sure. I'm, you know, I did set the hook on that one. I felt like it was a week ahead. It was a new spot. I'm unfamiliar with it. So mm-hmm. yeah. just wanted to see what it was down there. Never made another cast. Never went back to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I try not to catch fish in practice, especially Saturday. Um, Keith, he, he might get mad at me for telling everybody this, but he caught a nine something on Saturday. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he's like, man, I shouldn't have thrown over there. It's, well, it's yeah, not going to catch that one tomorrow. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go into tournament day, Shane. So starting off the morning, so I'm assuming y'all start off on the spot that you found the week before? Yeah, so we ran there first thing in the morning. Um, you know, Rayburn's one of those lakes you just never feel like you're going to have something to yourself. These guys are so <laughs> good out here. Electronics are so good. You know, what are the odds that I'm the only one that found this spot? So we're boat 120. We run up there. I guess it's our lucky day. Nobody's there. We pull up. I think we caught six fish in about eight casts. Oh, wow. Yeah, our best three was about 17 pounds. We had two sixes and a five. God bless. The first first 15 (laughs) minutes of the tournament. (laughs) Two sixes and a five. With the trolling motor in the water, we're feeling pretty good about the start so but once once we caught that sixth one it was over no more bites yeah i mean you're talking 17 so, pounds of fish in the first 30 minutes uh, 
probably less than that. Yeah, I would yeah, say I bet it was less than that. that that's crazy. It was, it was eight, eight casts. Wow. Okay, so, uh, what are we are we talking? Big worm, jig, what are we talking here? You know, I was actually dragging a uh, B&M uh, football jig and in Gleason's Candy, and they were liking it, you know? Trailer? Uh, yeah. Trailer with a J-Bug in Gleason's Candy as well. I just like that combo. looks really good. Yeah, I think they're uh, going to discontinue that color, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you, don't, if you don't have a Gleason's Candy football jig in your boat, you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. That, doubtful, exactly Steve. Right. I don't think that one's going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, Zoom canceled no, a bunch one. of colors, so why not cancel that one? Yeah, uh, if you do cancel that one, send me a, a pallet of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, so they were, that, that little hard spot, they were biting the football jig really well. Keith was throwing a, you know, everybody knows what Keith likes to do. He's, he's cranking. He's yeah. He cranked it, didn't get anything. Um... But he's he's a smart man too. After I put the second one in the boat, he said, "I need to throw that jig." <laughs> yeah, you got another one of those. It don't take long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so we did all our damage on the jig on that first spot, and then um, then from there it was, let's go hit every big fish spot we know, and see how the day goes. And it was just, you know, mm-hmm. it was it was slower after that. You know, we probably caught averaged about one fish every hour from there i think we ended up catching 10 or 12 during the day but every fish we caught was over four um so, so you, uh, you stayed on that one spot the whole time no he's moved. no 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 we we moved i'm sorry we so after we caught the our sixth fish they quit biting so we just went and ran okay you know, points other hard spots brush piles anything that we felt like we could catch a big fish because it was a three fish tournament we really felt like we had a good start yeah you just need a big one now yeah we need a nine pounder yeah that's what we really thought you need the one that keith caught saturday yes yeah (laughs) we needed that fish uh so actually that was our next stop we went back over there um there was a boat sitting on it so then we just started fishing other stuff around it um we kind of had a little one-two punch thing going on keith would fire his crankbait and i'd fire the jig and um really we we both caught fish all day you know yeah mm-hmm. so yeah um but when, every time we set the hook it was it was a good one so so if you had 17 i mean y- y'all weighed in almost 20 so at what point during the day did you did you call up did we yeah. call up so when we left there it was 17 with small fish was about a five pounder uh i think we caught two more that were right at five maybe a little under colon beating those not sure if we did any upgrades in about 10 o'clock keith caught one on a crankbait that uh, may have been our biggest one it was pushing seven another heavy six so we got rid of the five so now we're kind of where we are there mm-hmm. and then a couple hours later i caught another one that was about the same size and here we got two six pounders on cullen beans this is about noon wow so this is this is pretty cool when you're putting six pounders on cullen bean i never had that uh, problem <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it got almost comical there for a little while uh, so I, yeah so that's my next question fish. shane is what's your so what's your five fish stringer yeah so we threw back I can't I think it was I think we threw back three six pounders. So, you know, you had twelve pounds for our weight, we're in that thirty one. You're yeah, you're over thirty. Yeah, you're over thirty. Yeah. Yeah. You're pushing yeah, thirty two. 
Yeah, we even said, I said, man, I, I really wish this was going to be a five-fish tournament. I think we had it locked. I'm just not sure if 19 is going to be enough, especially with the talent that's out there. So, Well, you know, somebody catch a 10, which a couple of them were caught. You know, you just want all they need, <clears throat> you know, some good fish to go with that 110, and there you go. And uh, Yeah, so, yeah, no, for sure. We just, we really felt that we needed a, you know, eight, nine-pounder to, to, yeah, to seal it. Seal the deal. And, yeah. and we're not going to get too specific here, Shane, with all the big tournaments coming up. But, I mean, for you guys to catch the size that you're catching, you've got something figured out, in my opinion. Obviously, you have something figured out with the bait. But also, yeah, I think sounds to me like you've got something figured out as far as location, location yeah. main lake, stuff like that. I mean, do you or, I mean, you just run in spots with the baits. Uh, we're, we're running spots, but, you know, we um – we, we did kind of focus on an area of the lake, which it's, it's no secret. Everybody, if you're fishing yeah. around the 147 area, that's, yeah. Yeah. and that's a lot of that comes from confidence. I'm not saying you can't do the same thing down in other parts of the lake. Right. That's right. Where we were comfortable and where we both caught, you know, big fish. So that was it. We're just saying, let's run everything that uh, we think we might catch a, catch a big fish on. And I do think the bait was a key part of it, you know, cause we try to mix it up throw some other stuff and nothing you yeah. go back to keith's crankbait and, and the jig i was throwing and yeah we catch fish uh what what about and, and shane i don't know if y'all are brush top guys but th were there a lot of fish and a lot of guys that are the brush top guys at rayburn that were they players in this weekend that would the brush top fish bite you know we we did catch a few of our key fish out of brush piles um i don't know i don't know I didn't look at all the results, but there were some guys that I was surprised to see didn't do yeah. uh, as well, like Albert and Clayton. You know, uh, I really thought they were gonna they were gonna be a big player in this one. Um, Dwayne Reese is another guy. I yeah. think he was gonna be one of my top. He just catches them this time of year. He's he's really good. He's got something figured out. So um, I was surprised to see that more people didn't catch them out of brush. And yeah. I don't think the brush pile bite was you know yeah. epic by any means. Right. Right. Now, Shane, give me your overall opinion on the tournament as far as, I mean, Todd Driscoll and Sean Malone had 1954 in second. I mean, if it took right at 14 pounds to get a check. Did you think overall that, you know, people would catch them like they did? I didn't, you yeah. know. Um, I knew it would take some weight. It always does. It's Rayburn. Somebody's going to catch a, Absolutely. you know, a big bag of fish. You know that the top weight's going to be big. But I thought it was going to drop off after that. Um they caught them really well, and I think what helped that was actually those little cool fronts. We had some cooler nights. Yeah. yeah. Water temperature dropped about five or six degrees, and I, and I think it made it a little bit better. Yeah, I know. I was at Lake Texoma this past weekend for a two-day deal, and it, dro it, it dropped four degrees from like 88 to 84, 83.6 uh, in, in two days. And I was like, wow. And uh, so those little cold fronts, they, I think it turns them on, doesn't it? Yeah, I think in the fall they help. They really yeah, do. They really do. So it had to, I mean, it took almost four down. I know, I know the the amount of anglers and good anglers that was out there, but you know, in in the recent local smaller tournaments that's been going on the past week, it's taking ten pounds to get a check. Yeah. No, I right. would have guessed yeah. last weekend talking to Albert, I was thinking eleven and a half pounds gets a check. Right. And it, right. I mean, thirteen ninety. It took right fourteen yeah. pounds. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're definitely starting to bite a little bit. And, and Shane, let's just off topic here, off the tournament. With the, the tropical storm we got coming, what's, uh, give me your opinion on Rayburn over the next couple, two or three weeks here of tournaments we got coming on with this tropical storm coming through. Man, it's it's 
it's a coin toss. If if we get a bunch of rain, I think what Keith and I are doing, especially, I think it's honestly going to hurt that. Right. All um, that water. On top. I think, yeah, I think if the water starts to come up, I, I think a big part of our deal is is the late summer falling water. You know, having that one to two foot below pool seems to be a, a good water level for what we were doing. And if it starts to come up, I think you'll see some shallow guys rise because there's still a lot of fish shallow. I talked right. to several guys that were catching good fish on frogs and, and other shallow baits. So um, I think it'll play into their hand if we get any kind of significant rainfall. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. All right, Shane, hey. Appreciate you, man. Congratulations to you and Keith. Great, great job. A great win. And uh, uh, what a great way to start your fall season off. So, uh, and, and again, a lot of stuff going on over there. Uh, if you're in that Sam Rayburn area down by the dam, hey, stop in, tackle addict, see Shane, say hello. And uh, so, Shane, thank you, man. And we appreciate you. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, man. Thank you, guys. Happy to do it. All right, Shane. All right. Shane Campbell, uh, part of the winning team with uh, him and Keith Combs. Uh, coming in with 19.90. So uh, you got it from the horse's mouth right there, guys, as to what's going on and the what to expect over the next, uh, basically, next month. Steve, so. I got to have a plug here. If, if it, The amount of big tournaments that has been won on Sam Rayburn on that football jig yeah. and a Gleason candy, J-Bug, yeah. if you're not throwing it, especially this time of year. Shane had a fourth, fifth-place finish in the Open last year yeah. on the same jig. Right. This time of year, that jig especially, uh, if you're not throwing it, guys, you're, you're behind. And I'm, I, I hate that I'm sitting here yeah. saying that because it's, you're not it's my company. It. Yeah. I'm not trying to sell it. It's, uh, it's speaking the truth. I yeah. mean, Shane is yeah. not on my pro staff. Right. He he buys these baits from me, and, and I ship them to the store, and, and that's where he gets them from. Yeah. Uh, but from what Shane has done – uh, Gleason, and I can go on down the line. Dwayne Reese, who he mentioned, who is a hammer this time of year, who has won the last two VM tournaments. Right. That's what he's throwing. If you are not throwing Gleason candy on Sam Raver in this time of year, you're behind the eight ball. No, that's exactly right. And, and even a guy like me, I'm definitely not on their level. And I finished second place in the ABA tournament, Gleason candy. I mean, it was, and when I put it on, my whole outlook for that tournament changed instantly. Uh, it had that big an impact for me at that tournament. But anyway. And, and Steve, kind of just finishing up with the Texas shootout hills here. So Shane Campbell, Keith Combs, 1990. Second place. I mean, they didn't run away with it. This was close. Yeah. Second place, Todd Driscoll, Sean Malone, 1954. Third place, TJ Goodwin, Philip Krillia, 1840. And you heard Shane say, I, I know some guys that caught. I would almost bet a whole lot of money. Them yeah. two right there. TJ and Philip caught him on a frog. Right. Uh, Steve Wright and Ronald Reisenhoover had an 18-19 with a 10-12 big fish. Um, big fish for the, for the event was our two friends, Randy Despino and Kevin Lazion, had a 10-34 big fish with 16-24 total. They came in 10th. And 20th place was the last place check. Justin Sykes, Brandon Walden had three fish for $13.95 to win the last $1,000 check. Wow. That's a great and a great and a good turnout uh, for that event. So congratulations to Bass Champs and Chad Potts and his gang over there. Uh, job well done, guys. So we're going to take another quick commercial break. Uh, you're going to hear from Three J's Four Way Pride Rods, Keith Toledo Ben Tackle, and the Lakes Insurance Agency. Uh, you fixing to hear all about their sponsorship of our program again. Thank you, one and all. We appreciate you. We'll be right back with more Tackle Talk Live. 
Are you looking for the finest custom-built rods ever made? Then look no further than Pride Rods. Fishing rods built to last and made in Montgomery, Texas. Constructed by Mr. Billy Kistler with the finest Gary Loomis North Fork composite blanks available. They offer a complete line of both spinning and casting rods for both fresh and salt water. Pride Rods do more than pass the eye test. They excel in performance as well. Ask your local tackle dealer if they carry Pride Rods and pick one up and try it for yourself. You'll see why so many anglers are using pride rods to learn more go to priderods.com or call 832-418-6040 the next time you're headed for toledo bend or sam rayburn stop by keith's toledo bend tackle they have an awesome supply of everything you'll need to catch the big ones whether your trip calls for bass fishing white perch tackle catfish bait or the ultimate fighting shiners keith's tackle has you covered Keith and former Elite Series pro Ben Matsubu also have the latest information on what, how, and where you need to be fishing on Sam Rayburn or the Ben. So for all your tackle needs, check out Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle located just off Highway 21 on the Texas side of Toledo Bend or call 409-625-0181. The Lakes Insurance Agency is an independent insurance agency that has been taking care of Texans insurance needs for over 25 years, offering auto, homeowners, boat, RV, life, health, and commercial insurance. Owner Clark Moore is a local guide and tournament angler who understands your insurance needs and wants to be your go-to guy for all your insurance needs. For a free quote, give him a call and see why so many Texans trust the Lake Insurance Agency. Located at 805 Southeast Stalling Suite 3, Nacogdoches, Texas, or or call 936-205-4467. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. And welcome back to Tackle Talk Live. I'm Ranger Diver Pro Staffer Steve Graff, along with VNM President Kevin Jean. And second half of our show, we're going to go over some things real quick. But before we do that, we got one more sponsor Kevin wants to uh, bring light. Lone Star Bass Trail uh, is, is a local tournament organization ran by Mr. Jeff Bunch, who brings a lot of tournaments locally to Sam Rayburn and a lot of the other out, uh, lakes around the area, Lake Nacogdoches. He did have one a couple weeks ago we talked about last weekend. Um, it's different styles of formats. They just did the Ironman tournament a couple weeks ago, went for four hours in the morning, took a little few hours break, went for four hours in the evening. Also offers MLF-style events. So uh, make sure you like and follow their Facebook page and all their social media outlets, also on their website, uh, Lone Star Bass Trail. Um, they, it, it's a different type of tournament, guys, and they will have a fall circuit that will be coming to Toledo <clears throat> Bend. He's still working out some of the, uh, some of the dates and different things and, and venues for it, but it will be coming this fall. Toledo Bend Lone Star Bass Trail. Make sure to give them a like on their Facebook and page. Kevin, I believe they're about the only one using that MLF format. They so, are around here. So, Correct. So, so if, you're, if you're looking to do that, which is a neat deal, uh, check out Lone Star Bass Trail. Uh, okay, real quick, uh, we got ABA results from the tournament. I was in the two-day championship, I think. Kevin, do you have those? I, I, I do had, have the winner. I, I had those, and I don't know where they went, Steve. Uh, I, I'll, let's see here. Let me just go. Uh, you me, came in seventh. I did finish seventh overall. Uh, East Texas Division uh, guy, Bruce Anderson, he had to come in with a total weight of 2582. And this and, is Texoma. Uh, this is Texoma. Yeah. And uh, so it was a good uh, a good event. It was a tough event. Uh, the lake definitely didn't fish like uh, Sam Rayburn, which it never does, never has. But 
It's it's more of a body of water where finesse techniques really seem to come in. It's a lot of rock, no vegetation, uh, very very little wood. It, it's strictly a rock lake, uh, and they they fish differently. Kev, I mean yeah. you gotta you gotta adapt if you're gonna be a player there. And uh, one thing I did, and I'm gonna show you real quick, I modified. The baby, the baby swamp hog, which has been a great bait for me. Uh, I throw it a lot at Rayburn, uh, Toledo, here, uh, everywhere I go. I will have one of these tied on in various colors. Uh, but this one here, I actually took it, and I wanted to make a Ned Rig bait out of it, something I thought they may not be seeing, and so I did. So I basically I cut the wings off of each side, and I thought, well, I've, I've actually flipped with that. Me and Brett Hortman, our tournament, my team partner, we flipped with this bait right here at Texoma two weeks earlier. Caught a lot of fish on it. And I said, okay, I'm going to throw it, but I'm going to alter it some more. So I took the two wings and I clipped them. Uh, seems like for a Ned rig, you want something that doesn't have hardly any action. Yep. Uh, and I left the two flaps on, and that's the bait I threw over there. And it was a player for me. I caught probably out of my 10 keepers, I had two limits, uh, one limit each day. And probably three of the five each day came on this bait right here. Right. And, and and I threw green pumpkin. I didn't dip it. Uh, a lot of, I know some friends of mine that were there, they did dip. I didn't. I never dipped any of them. I kept them just pure green pumpkin, and it worked. Uh, it's something, if you're a Ned Rig guy and you want to try something a little unique, and dip, try that. Uh, sometimes being creative can separate you from a lot of people, and I think that it was a player for me, and it helped separate me over there at, at Texoma. So, for the tournament schedule coming up, still a very busy time of year. Uh, this weekend is the two-day BFL on Sam Rayburn. Will be an interesting event, Steve, with this <laughs> with this weather we have coming in, all the rain predicting uh, to come to our area. So, and as as Shane Campbell alluded to a while ago, uh, that that will change the bite on Sam Rayburn. Uh, so we'll be interested to see how those weights look this coming yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um, the very next weekend on Sam Rayburn as well is the VNM tournament. We're going out of Humphrey Pavilion. Uh, it will be a trailering event. It will be on Saturday. I know a lot of the years in the past it's been on Sunday. It will be on Saturday this year. Outlaw Outdoors, again, is running that event for us. Uh, you can register on the Outlaw Outdoors page. And I know also that weekend is the TTO as well, right, Steve? Yeah, we'll be at Lake Palestine, Palestine, however you want to say it, uh, Depends, I guess, what neck of the woods you're from. East Texas, we say Palestine. Over here in Louisiana, they say Palestine. But anyway, it is what it is. And it, it's, it's to me, that lake fishes, it, you got two halves. Uh, it reminds me of uh, uh, the lake up by Texarkana, uh, Wright-Patman. You can go way up it and fish up the lake, or you can stay south on the main lake, and that's kind of the way Palestine lines up for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I've done really well there on the main lake. And then there's other guys that are going to run way up it. You better know where you're going if you're going over there to that body of water because uh, on the far end of Palestine, Palestine, it's it's very stumpy, and you better know where you're at because you can tear some stuff up. It's known for tearing a lot of stuff up over there. So if you're going out of way and you're fishing that PTTO, be careful because there's – and especially with the water. Now, the water may be up by the time we get there. Yeah. Hopefully it will be. Uh, so as this tropical system comes through, going to drop some rain on us. But anyway, uh, 
That lake can fish small. Uh, we'll see how it goes, Kevin. I'm look, kind of looking forward to going over there. And just a reminder, October 1st is the registration day for the Brandon Belt Fishing Tournament, first week of fe February uh, 2022. October 1st is the registration day. They're allowing 400 boats. Uh, Steve, what's your prediction for this thing filling up? It's $100,000 first place. Huge payout. Biggest payout that ever came to East Texas for a team tournament. Uh, 400 boats, Steve. Give me your prediction on how long it takes to fill that. Well, fill, fill, fill I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptical guy because I've seen this is the third or fourth event that I've seen where they've restricted how many boats are getting in them. I don't know if that's a deterrent for people not to call. But so far, none of those tournaments have filled up. None of those tournaments offered $100,000. That, that may be true, but the money was still pretty good in a couple of them, and I'm just wondering, uh, why is that? Is it time of year? Is it they just don't want to they're, – they're not sure if they want to fish it. They don't want to commit. I don't know. We'll see. Normally, I would have told you within – it's 8 o'clock? 8 a.m., October 1st. By noon, that sucker will probably be full. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say noon. I'm gonna say 45 minutes. Yeah. And here's why. And here's what I'm saying. They better have a lot of people answering phones. <laughs> they're coming. Well, it's, it's on the website. Okay. It's on the website. It's not calling in. You're, and oh, we'll you have, just through. And we'll have tournament director Ryan Williams on with us the week before. Yeah. Uh, so two more weeks, Ryan will be on with us, kind of walk everybody through the registration, kind of make sure everybody's on the same page and what to do, all this and that. It's online registration. Again, I'm going to say 45 minutes. And, and the reason why is there's people coming from everywhere on yeah, this one. Right. I know of several elite guys that are fishing it. I know several MLF guys that are the MLF Bass Pro Tour guys that are fishing it. Yeah. Steve, the FLW is the week before. The MLF? The ML, I'm sorry, yes. The MLF uh, Pro Circuit. Oh, okay. Oh. Is the week before. Ooh. So, that's so how time many for of them? Well, no. Yeah. How many of them guys yeah. are going to stay and fish it? I know one is Justin Cooper is because he's fishing with me. Yeah. So. There you go. <laughs> he better so, be staying. There you go. How many of them guys are going to hang over uh, and fish for 100K when they just got through fishing it? Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm going to say 45 minutes, it fills up. Um, we again, we will have Ryan Williams on the week before that, the last week of September, to discuss it. Make sure you get everybody ready for registration to walk you through it, uh, so on and so forth. So and, that's and, coming up as well. And I think the key to that whole deal, and maybe a couple of the circuits that uh, again that have tried this format and have not filled up, I don't know if it was just lack of exposure, lack of people knowing about it, but in today's fishing world, when there's something like that going on, the fishermen talk. Yeah. If there's one thing we do, we're worse than a bunch of women or hens in a hen house. We're, we're going to talk. So we're going to pass the word, hey, man, there's a big tournament. We're gonna, word spreads quickly. Uh, so I, that's, I, I, again, I hope it does fill up in the time frame yeah. Kevin's talking about. We'll see how that works out. And the thing that, uh, that's going to be a plus for that, they're looking to come out with a circuit the same tr guy looking to start we're, a circuit. We're going to try to get Ryan to allude to that a little bit more when we have him on the end yeah. of September. He dropped hints about it last time he was yes. on the show with us in the end of July, uh, talking about a small circuit that does it it's in East Texas, East Texas only, yeah. Yeah. with the championship paying a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll get people's attention so, real quick. So, those guys that are fishing all this other stuff, now you're fixing to get to the point where. Okay, now where's my best opportunity here, you know, to get a check? Let's be honest. Most guys don't go into this, Kevin, looking to win. 
They're looking to get a, a good check a and, good and place check high and do well. For a decent entry fee. Yeah, there's very few anglers out there, especially on Raven, when we know who those sticks are, that when you, I know for me, when I back my boat in the water, sure, I want to win as much as anybody, but there's guys over there with a lot better, a lot more experience than me and a lot better at Raven than I am at Raven. So I just want to get a check, but that's my philosophy. So if you get lucky and get the right bites, hey, Next thing you know, right. there you are. But, yeah, I, I think people are going to have to make a decision this next year uh, once the well, schedules that, come out. Yeah, that circuit will be – if he does that circuit, it'll be 2023. Yeah. Uh, uh, if, oh, it won't if, be 2022. If everything lines up, there's no way it can be 2022. Okay, yeah. Now, now he might start, he might start in the fall or winter right, of 2022, right, right. but it would be a 2023 circuit. So, And I'm glad you just said that because that's the word that some of us fishermen have been talking about. Some of you circuit tournament directors, you need to start looking at November, December, starting your circuits instead of starting them in January all at the same time. Whoever does that, I really feel like you're going to get a leg up on other circuits because if they all wait and start in January, you already got one or two tournaments in the books by December and the circuit's in full swing. So I'm just telling you, a lot of guys are feeling this way and it's going to force them not to have to choose That'll help you. Whoever starts that is going to do really well doing that. But anyway, that's my opinion. Uh, it, it again, it will be interesting to hear what what Ryan has to say uh, when he comes on with us a couple weeks. Yeah. So yeah. so looking forward to that. And uh, again, we appreciate you this week. Uh, once again, thank you for for tuning us in. Uh, uh, I, I just want to leave you with this for this week. Don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to think outside the box because that's exactly what did what I did this past week at Texoma that helped me with the seventh place finish. And I was only two or three bites away from possibly winning that, all because I did something different that I've never done before. And I, I was kind of proud of that, the fact that, hey, I did do something a little different. I didn't throw the traditional stuff that you throw with that. And I think it made a difference. So don't be afraid to experiment. Try things a little different. That's how you learn. That's how you learn. That's how you. That's how new baits are created every day. So now Kevin's not going to go out and market what I just cut up. So, but anyway, if he does, we're going to call it the SG special. <laughs> <laughs> you better have some Gleason candy going to Ravens. All I'm going to say. There you go. Thank you for tuning us in. We appreciate you. We'll see you next Monday right here at our new time, eleven o'clock. Tell everybody about us. We're looking forward to seeing you then. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>